Welcome to Season 7 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. We want to be women who know and believe God's Word and share what God's Word is teaching us with others. This season, Go Tell It, we'll be focusing on that last part, sharing with others. We'll ask each guest how God has called her to share the good news of the gospel in her life. We'll hear from women in a variety of seasons, stages, and missions. We invite you to listen in and ask God how you can be sharing the good news too. Have you ever wanted words of encouragement sent to your inbox? Or have you ever been curious to know what Dayton Women in the Word is up to? Make sure you've joined our email list to receive our monthly newsletter if so. See DaytonWomenInTheWord.com to sign up. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bethany, and we are in season seven. So we are talking um, to our guests this season about what sharing the gospel looks like in their season of life now. So today I have in the studio with me my new friend, Mama Z. So why don't you tell our guests a little bit about yourself and maybe how you became Mama Z? Hi there. My name's uh, Jennifer Zumrick, and my daughter-in-law has a lot of sisters, and they all decided to call me Mama Z when I was becoming a grandma for the first time. So there's a lot of grandmas around, and they thought that was easy. So all the little ones at church know me that way, and the young couples and all. So in Dayton Women in the Word, I became Mama Z when I was a discussion leader, and it's it's a fun title. That's awesome. Now, what I it sounds like, you know, you have the awesome title of grandma. Um, so, what else um, does your season of life look like right now? I'll tell you. Sometimes lately, I just want to pinch myself because it is the most awesome season of life. Um, I have been a nurse for thirty six years. Uh, ER nursing for 10 of those years, which I'm thrilled I did and glad I don't do now. (laughs) And I currently I'm in GI nursing. I um, have been there for 20 years plus. And right now I am out of management and I work three days a week Mm -hmm. and I get really personal contact with patients and get to give them medication and get to know them. And um, it's been a wonderful opportunity to pray with my patients. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I have them just one on one. And it's been a, a beautiful time in my life. I have um, a husband. His name is Zumo, <laughs> and that's a fun name. And then I have four grandchildren, I have two children and four grandchildren, a fresh one just this week Aww. on Wednesday, a little Hazel Jean. And um, I teach nursery at uh, FCF, okay. and I teach the three- and four-year-olds once a month there, and I helped Karen Savage developed the curriculum, so I have. Uh, I feel like I'm reaping from so much ex- all the years of my mm-hmm. life. I'm getting towards, you know, I'm pretty seasoned now. <laughs> I'm the old lady in the group, and uh, I had seven years in children's ministry and Bible study fellowship. Oh, wow! And I've just been able to use that so much in church work. That I'm so appreciative for all that um, training. That's awesome. Um, so why don't you kind of lay out how you would define the gospel in your own words? 
Well, I wish I remembered which song it is. There's a popular song that's like, it's not the good news, it's the best news Mm. ever. (laughs) And I think that really describes the gospel. Um, Dayton Women in the Word wants to, the vision statement is to have, to get women in Dayton to read their Bibles, to Mm. help them read their Bibles. And I asked God for a vision statement for our first discussion group I Mm. led, and it was kind of silly, like, to know God better. (laughs) And then we had a little retreat. Some of the girls didn't want to break up, and we had a mm-hmm. little retreat. That's um, so fun. Yeah. And again, it was no God better. Mm. So I think, to me, Dating Women the Word is not only for us to get to know our Bibles, but the author. Mm. Yes. Now, how did you come to believe the gospel for yourself? I was really blessed that I was raised mm-hmm. um by Christian parents, and my kids cringe when I say this, but I'm just corny. I'm from the Midwest. (laughs) I'm from Joplin, Missouri. I'm from, you know, the Corn Belt. I um, had a drug problem. I was drugged Mm -hmm. to church, (laughs) you know, every service. (laughs) Sunday morning, uh, Wednesday night, Sunday night. I didn't know the Wizard of Oz was color until I was really (laughs) old because I'd only seen just the black and white portion, and it was time for church. (laughs) So um, I I remember specifically being in a children's church program and knowing that I would not go to heaven, that Mm. the condition of my heart um, was not such that I had, you know, would be uh, saved. And Mm. I wanted to be in heaven. I wanted to receive Jesus as my Savior. And so I was baptized when I was seven years old on Palm Sunday in a very icy cold baptistry. My dad had the privilege. I... He baptized me, and uh, it was um, it's been wonderful walk with him ever since. I um, feel like you know it's a journey. You start as a child, and then you become to you have been taught that by your parents, and then you start to claim it as your own, mm-hmm. and um, learning more about the Holy Spirit and uh, or filling of the Holy Spirit, and then learning to be a conduit of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit for Him to fill you and pour out of you. Yeah, that's my gospel story. Yeah, <laughs> how do you feel like you've seen your understanding of the the gospel deepen? You know, you you have one of those great sweet stories where you were raised up, you know, knowing the truth, and now you know, as you mentioned, you're more seasoned. So, how do you feel like um, the gospel has deepened for you? I feel like um, as you get older you realize that um, your time on earth is finite Mm -hmm. and we don't know even how long any of our time is it could be just today that i feel there's more of an urgency Mm -hmm. and a old school term they used was a burden for the lost Mm -hmm. that's kind of a archaic term but it should be revived that we're we care yeah that we care if this is the best news ever then we should care about Mm -hmm. sharing it and i think i've learned um in the last few years, more and more, and as you get older, sometimes you care less what other people think, Mm -hmm. but that it's not my job how people respond. It's my job to share. Mm -hmm. And so I I think um, I start a lot of days asking God to show me divine opportunity. And when those moments come, when I see that person in the waiting room, I know that's the person Mm -hmm. he has in mind for me. So it's not like just randomly, a, a. raining tracks <laughs> everywhere I go or something yeah. like that. 
um, it's just learning when he quietly nudges because he's mm-hmm. really not very bold. You have yeah. to quiet yourself to um, get the hint. Yeah. Um, I know we'll talk about barriers a little bit later, but um, something you just said kind of reminds me like, you know, we, we create all of these fears or a lot of people, you know, have a lot of fear when it comes to talking about sharing the gospel and just that that pressure when you read the word, you know, it's it's the spirit that does the work. You know, he uses us, but we somehow, you know, think that we have such a higher stake in this process. But, you know, I think it's in maybe Corinthians somewhere where Paul says, you know, the the fragrance of the gospel is going to be life to some and death to others. And that doesn't really have anything to do with us so it takes some of that you know fear and pressure away yes and um how maybe the gospels changed and just the message for me is last year we did date um 365 Mm -hmm. through the word Mm -hmm. and so my takeaway from going through the whole bible was god's love Mm. in the in the old testament in the new testament is this overriding god's love not like, you know, 60s and 70s free love kind of thing, but I love you so much I'm willing to let you go through a wilderness. I'm willing to do whatever to draw you back. And over and over again, he provides ways to bring his people back to him because he loves us. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a certain people, it's all people. You know, his love and how far he went to bring the Gentiles, which I'm not Jewish, so I'm glad mm-hmm. he did that. Yeah. And... Um, I just was studying about the woman at the well. So she's Samaritan and she's a woman. And in that day, none of those things would have qualified her mm-hmm. to be first on the list. Sure. But he tells her, I am he. Mm-hmm. Well, they say they'll send, no, there's going to be a Messiah. It's me. <laughs> here, I'm here. Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> and so, you know, as far as I can recollect, she's the first one he straightforward tells that mm. to. So, um, that it's, you know, God loves us so much, not just some of us, it's beyond classes, mm-hmm. and um, that it's just so far-reaching in his heart. He desires that none would be lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what does it look like for you to share the gospel in the the your seasons of life? You have, you know, a couple different kind of conduits where you're active. So what does it look like for you to share the gospel there? Well, I like that you use the word conduit because it's <laughs> one of my favorite um, words. I feel like it's, like it's a spiritual word for mm. me that I saw this um, pipe, you know, this white pipe. Uh, I don't know what kind of pipes those are called. You know, I'm not a plumber, but <laughs> it maybe it's called conduit pipe. But that I just thought, you know, it's like God fills from the top mm-hmm. and we're the pipeline and he just pours out. Really, it's not that much about us. Mm-hmm. It's just we're just the mechanism. And um, just to be not let anything block that flowing mm-hmm. of the pipeline of, of his love. So through my seasons of life, I was thinking about that today. Um, I have a little, just I learned from Bible Study Fellowship, so I teach in the nursery, and so many of my tinies that aren't even two can do mm-hmm. this. It's like, one, two, this is true. God loves me, and God loves you, 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 you. <laughs> so I start with little tiny nonverbal people, the gospel, mm-hmm. about how much God loves them, and we talk about seeing Jesus loves me. And then I have gone to a nursing home for 21 years, every Christmas and then off mm-hmm. at Easter, other times. 
and have opportunity to pray there and go into rooms and you know we pray before we I bring little ones and we do Christmas songs but it's a it's a gospel sharing time mm-hmm. time to pray with them and time to um, have divine appointments and every year has a unique flavor and God does something different then I have something called a ministry of five and twenty <laughs> which is, is money I keep some money on me. I think I'm broke today. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I don't know how often I have observed a family in the grocery store Mm -hmm. and just said, you know, it's hard to be a family. Here's a little bit of ice cream money. I want Mm -hmm. God, you know, God bless you. Oh, you don't need to. But no one has ever refused a $20 bill. (laughs) I saw this recently, I saw um, two young African-American men, probably, they were probably like seniors in high school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, white guy they were all walking down um woodman mm-hmm. i was coming on my way home from my daughter's house and i just thought i need to tell those boys that jesus loves them mm-hmm. you know here i'm just this little old white lady in the car <laughs> and my buick seriously my buick and uh i i'm not that's you know no you know a lot of times you think no she yeah. and then i drive the opposite way that yeah you're supposed to do that so i turned around and um, pulled up and I just said, you know, hey guys, and they looked at me kind of funny. <laughs> said, I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. I mean, he, Jesus really loves you so much, and He wants to spot one me to spot you a twenty today <laughs> for a sandwich. And they're like, okay. You know? <laughs> so they came up really respectful and uh, shook my hand, and, and I said, I don't know if you if you are believers, if you know Jesus. And they shook their heads like they did, mm-hmm. especially one. And he's the one that came forward, shook my hand, and mm-hmm. told me it was nice to meet me. And uh, I said, I hope that this crazy lady's <laughs> boldness, that you'll have that same boldness mm-hmm. and share God's love that way. So that's just a little moment of yeah. that's kind of the flavor. Or paying for someone's something or other. Yeah. And then finding out later in the parking lot, you know, they come and, and I was a little scared. It was like night and they came to me like, we want you to know before we walked in the store, we prayed. I prayed for this lady that God would show her his love in a special mm-hmm. way. So it has nothing to do with me. It's just a pleasure that God allows us to be used by him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's interesting how we, we somehow make loving others and trying to be Jesus to others this very involved process and it really isn't that hard um but also like our culture is so bent against it I'm originally from New England and I was home a few weeks ago visiting my parents and I just remember like there was literally nothing special I wouldn't even say that it was necessary things that I really felt like the spirit leading me to do but it was just general nice things to do to people and they were like shocked and I mean maybe it's a byproduct of me living in the midwest for as long as I have but I was just like this is just like common decency but you never know that 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 act of kindness could be one of those like small incremental things that God is using to draw people to himself so you know what what do you lose by just acting in that small way of obedience when he calls you to it nothing you know maybe a little embarrassment if you're for your child if they're Mm. with you (laughs) my kids will say you're embarrassing us mom and no one's even around (laughs) they're getting over it though they're all grown up now 
they don't embarrass me yet. But um, my children, I'm so thrilled. That's another way I share the gospel mm-hmm. because I raised my children and uh, to know the Lord, and they both accepted the Lord. My daughter's mm-hmm. been to Afghanistan and to Jordan. My son to Honduras, and they've raised. They're raising their children, you know, to know Him, and that's a blessing. Another way I share the gospel is through money. I have a little guy in Dominican Republic that I support, and uh, he gets to hear the gospel because of that Mm -hmm. and gets to eat and have clean water and clothes. And uh, Dayton, um, the women's center Mm -hmm. for that uh, provides sonograms, Mm -hmm. so the ladies will have a more educated choice Mm -hmm. about abortion. I feel like that's a way of sharing God's Mm -hmm. love and um, and through tithing, our church is really pours out to a lot of other ministries. So mm-hmm. that might seem really basic, but I think for some of us who haven't been able to go, mm-hmm. that it's it's good to send. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what barriers do you feel like you've encountered when you've shared the gospel? Um, sometimes I think it's my own uh, sometimes it's education and training right now I've, I've learned a little more training about you know how to pray for people mm-hmm. and i pray a lot for people a lot of friends um call me specifically for different prayers mm-hmm. um right now i feel like my barrier is i need to learn how to make the next step i think i already know i just need to start practicing mm-hmm. it to not only say you know, I'm being more intentional about telling you, God, Jesus loves you. Jesus really loves you. Not mm-hmm. just a glib, God loves you. Mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, making the eye contact. But maybe the next step, is there something I could pray for you mm-hmm. about? Um, even to go a little further to ask God, is there something you want me to tell mm-hmm. this person? I know um, he can give you information that you wouldn't normally have. You mm-hmm. can read someone's mail, and there's nothing like that <laughs> that doesn't you know, get someone's attention. Sure. I know when um, we pray for people, we're, sometimes we don't see immediate results, like someone's back hurts or their foot hurts, and mm-hmm. we think we failed. Even Jesus prayed more than once mm-hmm. when you know he was healing the blind man, and that if we don't see results right away, that we still they were prayed for. They had love and attention in in a personal way. When we're so much about stuff mm-hmm. in America, that um, I think maybe the immediate response is one of the barriers that you have to just not worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just be obedient. Um, listen, you know, to the Lord and. And not worry too much about the response because you might not always know the results. Mm-hmm. Heaven bound. I feel like about um, some sow and others reap that maybe have done a lot more sowing. I've mm. been thrilled to see two gals baptized in my bathtub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! That was great. And result of having you know setting aside time for yeah. a little tiny Bible study mm. in my home. That I think probably big results are from. A harvest of of time mm-hmm. and and just these throwing these seeds out maybe someone else will build on it you mm-hmm. know when I'm out and about I'm obviously not going to have a bible study yeah. with somebody long term yeah but there's different types of interactions mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah I think that like that call to faithfulness it's you know kind of like you mentioned 
you know, you don't see a lot of the progress because it happens like under the surface or there's like multiple moving parts. And then all of a sudden you might see this like fruit of all, all of these acts of obedience. And I think um, I remember doing a Bible study once that kind of um, it talked about like it was reflecting on, you know, when John refers to like the vine, you know, he's the vine and that we're instructed to abide in him and how, you know, all of a sudden, you know, when when you're growing something, you know, you're when you're growing a plant that, you know, will wind up being, you know, like a nice red tomato, you know, day after day after day, it's like this little circle and it's green, 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 green. And you're like staring at it. And then one day you wake up and the whole thing is red and you're like, what happens? Um, I feel like obedience and faithfulness is kind of it's all of those green steps in between where like sometimes it can be really frustrating and really discouraging because you feel like nothing's happening but you know we don't see the whole picture and like I I do a bible study with girls at school um, partially because of the impact that other people's faithfulness has made on me that really didn't take root until my early 30s and so now that I'm in this phase of life where I'm interacting with these you know low mid 20 you know year old women that you know if i if my faithfulness in helping them study the word more will make just one of them treasure scripture 10 years earlier than i did like what an amazing gift that would be to be part of that absolutely i am i think that's really good that you're sewing in to these girls these are girls at cedarville Mm -hmm. yeah um and I think that's wonderful and the church work that I've done in my own family, but um, you mentioned like things that are barriers. And so I, in a way I take that question as things you wanna develop more. Mm. That I wanna develop more going to the unchurched. Mm. And it may be kind of funny, but I live in a pretty affluent neighborhood mm. and I think there's probably a lot of unchurched there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not many cars leave in the neighborhood yeah. on Sunday morning. You know, um, I need to find a way. That's a difficult place in a way yeah. to minister. And I I know Billy Graham, you saw those big crusades and all the people come. And I had a friend who was involved in some preparation. There was so much prayer, so much prayer that went into. So I really want to up my prayer game, mm. up my fasting game, for and uh, pick out some names within my family and in my community that I want to really concentrate mm. on, you know, that ask God, it's interesting how we don't ask him too much because he's so he gives us answers quicker than our own thought have you noticed Uh that i mean just like boom so when i asked him about names to pray for it's like choof they're right there oh okay (laughs) so just to take time to um be more dedicated i just Mm want to give i want to give more in this season yeah um, so what encouragement would you want to share um, with any of our listeners who are looking to um, be better at sharing the gospel in their season of life? Well, first, make sure um, you really love the gospel yourself mm-hmm. and that you don't have some things that might are hindering your relationship. I think get it right yourself. Forgiveness was a huge gift that... Um, God gave to me and I people would say oh you're so good that you forgave blah blah I said well no you know God put it in my heart Mm it was not even that I could do that It was my first marriage and uh, 
God just really gave me forgiveness, and we're really great friends mm-hmm. now. There's, I just feel like there's nothing that hinders my relationship with Him so that we don't have um, a blocked conduit. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, other just habits in life, too. I Netflix is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> you know, I, I will just admit I can watch too much TV sometimes, and uh need to get away and be still and know that he's God and and get rest mm-hmm. and I'm kind of task oriented and my daughter thinks I have a little maybe ADD <laughs> <laughs> but just to slow down a little bit yeah. and uh, really listen to the people in our lives mm-hmm. and listen to God's voice so we know when he's nudging us that's awesome um, and then as we kind of start winding down, what places in the Bible do you find most helpful to share with those when you are um, kind of talking to them about Jesus for the first time? Well, I think the Gospel of John is really mm-hmm. great. And then um, there's also um, a, a technique called three circles. Okay, I don't know if you've heard of that before. It's more of a visual thing. So on a podcast, it's not... <laughs> Um, there's like an app for it too. I think you could look up three circles okay. and it gives you a little, just a little run through and it's pretty effective talking about God and creation, how the world was perfect mm-hmm. and man sinned and we broke the world and how we keep trying other things, you know, trying mm-hmm. to be good, try to give a lot of money to charities, try all kinds of things to get back to God or to redeem ourselves, but we just can't do it. And yeah. God sent Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus died on the cross, so he made a bridge back to being whole, being with God. And so these are just visual things that are helpful for someone to look at Mm -hmm. and see. Then God sends us, we accept Jesus, and we have our pathway back to God, and Jesus sends us. We have the Holy Spirit to help us on our journey here, and we have the Holy Spirit living within us. So the three circles is a good tool. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything as um, we kind of wind down that um, any other last kind of encouragements for our listeners as we, you know, round out talking about what the gospel means to us that you want to share? Um, I'd say just to be um, as filled with Jesus as you can be so that his joy comes through your life so people see a difference and then be ready to respond when someone says why are why are you so peaceful right now well because you know, have a have a real reason not a glib reason um i think that's really helpful and to just not be afraid i have i asked so many people would they'll tell me a problem i said would you want to pray about that and i don't mean i'll i don't say i'll pray for you i mean let's pray right now and i people say yes oh that would be so nice or could you and I, I can't tell you how many staff members, how many patients, how many friends that we just pray. And I uh, think that means a lot and that God will use our um, immediate response of obedience to Him. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Mama C. It was great talking to you today. 